welcome to Two Pills Podcast. In our Two Pills tips, we briefly go over a topic in teaching, like an active learning strategy, innovation in ed tech, or another current event in health sciences education. These episodes are shorter than our full interview episodes, so hopefully you can listen to them on your way to class. If you have an idea for a Two Pills tip or someone who we should interview, please send us an email at twopillspodcast at gmail.com, which is T-W-O pillspodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at Two Pills Podcast or on our website. As a disclaimer, I am not claiming to be an expert on any of these ideas, and all of this information is freely available online. Check out our website, twopillspodcast.com, for links to resources. So today, we're going to talk about escape rooms, and the title of this presentation is, If You Have Worksheets, You Can Create an Escape Room. Escape rooms, as you probably know, are so hot right now, so not just going and doing them with friends, but also in education. I've seen in health sciences, diabetes escape rooms, gram-positive infections escape rooms, and even interprofessional education escape rooms. And I think at first glance, they sound really daunting and difficult to create, but I recently made my first one and piloted it in my classroom, and I can tell you, if you have worksheets, you can create an escape room. I piloted my escape room in my elective course, so it was a smaller group, and students were put into teams of two to three people each. This was an end-of-course review for an infectious disease elective, It took place in the classroom, and as far as when, it took place at the end of the course. Some reasons to consider doing an escape room is that it does allow you to review many concepts in a short amount of time. I really enjoyed that students were completely immersed in the content as they attempted to solve the locks. And plus, by having a timer, just like with any kind of competitive active learning, it naturally creates a sense of urgency and competition. So while you may be thinking that an escape room sounds really fun to put together and also really scary, for me, what I couldn't really put together was the how of how to do it. So I can tell you my approach, but there are certainly lots of different ways that you could do this. As far as how, when... If students are actually using tackle boxes and physical combination locks, I'm sure that's really fun and enjoyable, but I cannot even imagine how difficult that is to modify year to year. Because as you know, when you pilot active learning, you're always making changes, you're always updating, things like that. And so for me, I found that by having an all electronic escape room using Google Forms was much easier to modify. I can tell you I was not one of these really skilled Google Forms people. I didn't have much experience with them at all before making this, but there are amazing resources on YouTube that can help you, and I highly recommend just doing a quick search on there if you are planning to put one of these together because they literally go through step-by-step, screen-by-screen how to do this. My own Google Form ended up having 13 different locks, and what was kind of fun is that as you go through, you know, not only do you make the questions required, but also you can give the students little notes. So if they get it wrong, um, it, you can give them a note like, be sure to capitalize, you know, or um, alphabetical order or something like that. As far as sending the students information for the escape room, Google allows you to do a shortened link. So I sent them a shortened link to it. 
I personally was nervous that somehow this technology would show the students all of the answers. I still honestly get that way with any electronic exams too. I'm just so afraid that I'm, you know, students are going to start the exam and it's going to show all 60 answers or whatever. Um, but instead, it really worked out great. Um, I gave my students 90 minutes to complete the escape room, and they all did, although some of them needed help at the end from other teams, and also some of them finished with only a few minutes remaining. As with anything, there are some minor glitches, and so one of the things that came up with mine is to be sure that you only have questions be required that are actually locks. And while that sounds intuitive, I, for example, had a crossword puzzle as a required element of the escape room, but I accidentally required an answer rather than just um, having it, uh, the students just complete it. And so for that reason, the students were unable to submit that question. Well, I'm sure you can put all of your questions and everything, all the content and all the locks into one Google form. I'm much more familiar with uh, platforms such as Canva. And so I actually used a Canva presentation for the instructions and information for mine and just use the Google form for the locks. So some examples of things I use for my infectious disease escape room is that, for example, one of the questions was something like, name five antibiotics that provide activity against pseudomonas. And I would have dashes listed out for the blanks. So say it was an antibiotic with 10 letters, I would have 10 dashes. And one of the dashes would be colored red. And so once the students filled in all the antibiotics, all the red dashes would spell out a code word. And then the students would enter that code onto their Google form. Another one I did that I thought was really tricky and really fun was that I had students answer, answer multiple choice questions about antibiotics. And each of the multiple choice responses or choices correlated with a number. So A was one point, B was two points, etc. And so then after answering 10 questions, students would have to enter their total score into the Google form. And so this was kind of tricky because the students weren't exactly sure which ones were incorrect because I forced the Google form to only accept, you know, the number of 32 or whatever it was um, that uh, correlated with the total number of points based on the multiple choice responses. For things that were not easily converted to codes, I just created a crossword puzzle. These are really great because they are self-correcting, right? So you can't put in the wrong word because the next word isn't going to work. And there are tons of free um, crossword creators online that you can use. And then afterwards, um, I would tell them, after they completed it, I would tell them what the code word was based on that crossword. Overall, for my escape room, it took some time to make, but it was really fun. I enjoyed creating it. The students got a lot out of it, and I would absolutely do this activity again. I would say if you're even considering it or kind of on the fence about it, try it out. Um, I would, again, encourage you to play with YouTube over winter break to get some ideas and help you build some confidence in creating your escape room. But maybe consider seeing if you can create one for spring semester. I think they're really enjoyable. They are great for things I thought like a review, like I use mine. And if you have worksheets or you have student activities, you can create your own escape room. 